Somebody save me from this show. Why are we doing this to ourselves? Ugh, I do not know. Hey guys, welcome to Season 2, Episode 17 of Talking at the Talon. I'm Bess. I'm Alex. And we are joined once again by our friend Meryl. Hello! And, uh, if you'll recall, Meryl is, uh, getting her PhD in physics, so we love having her on to, uh, do a science check <laughs> on, uh, you know, just how ridiculous they are being this week. So, uh, this episode was called Rosetta. I'm, like, oh god, I don't know. <laughs> this is so much. This episode was just, like, a lot. Like, it was, like, it was doing the thing for, like, all of the things. Like, Right, a and lot. then it kind of introduced an entirely Darcy, new no. thing to do. Right. Right. It was... Um, and did that a lot. Yeah. Um, also, special guest star Christopher Reeve. Yep. Which I, I mean, I still have not ever actually seen those movies, so oh, yeah. I cannot particularly have any feelings about that. Well, but I mean, no. we have all of them. We should watch no, them. I mean, I guess so. Together but, sometime. Like, yep. But I feel like we should talk about the Lana and Chloe plot first, just to get it out of the way. I actually, like... I kind of like, liked it. No, I actually <laughs> really... Like, the thing is, like, the, the stuff that, like, on paper, it sounds stupid as shit. Like, I saw the description in the episode, like, summary, and I was like, oh, are you kidding me? This again? And then, like, it started out, and I was like, oh, this is bullshit. But, like, actually, at the end, it was really sweet, and I was just like, now yeah. kiss. So like, this is, like, so... the only thing in this episode that could really be called a subplot. Or the actually also the only, only thing, thing that is structured like, like a, a plot. plot. It is really like the all. only part of the episode in which there's sort of an introduction and then there's some tension and there's a resolution. Right. Yeah. Otherwise there's the rest of the episode several things that, that definitely like lead to one another but don't particularly follow in mm. any kind of larger right. sense. sense. Right. <laughs> yeah. But so the, the Lana and Chloe thing starts so there's a plot line where they are doing a genealogy project. Which, this is high school. As far as I can tell, their assignment is to print out a family tree and then fill it in with the names of their family. Uh, yeah, so uh, I definitely like had a genealogy project that I can't remember if it was like early high school or late junior high. And I like interviewed my grandmother and stuff and like... You know, and it was, like, I think it was ninth grade, and it was, like, fairly in-depth, and we were supposed to write, like, a certain number of pages and stuff. No, and I, like this, this is, is the kind of project you would give a second grader to teach them what a cousin is. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, that is, that is what that is. <laughs> like, they literally just print out a form and then write in the names of their, you know, close family and, like, grandparents yeah. or whatever. Yikes. Like, yeah, yikes. Yeah. Very... So, Confusing. It is the type of thing that you would do for like a foreign language class if those right. words yeah. were in a different you need language. To learn the word mother and, and stuff, right? Yeah. Which is in fact what they use it for oh, later in this episode, kind of. But um, yeah. So so anyway, that's like uh, that's a thing that goes through all the plots of the episode. But but Lana and Chloe, um, there's this thing where 
Well, so Chloe, Lana, and Clark actually, are all talking about how they have, yeah. like, a complicated relationship well, right, with and this like, whole concept. They, they introduced this, I actually kind of liked it in the beginning, yeah. where they, they, they introduced this with Pete, and this is the only time Pete appears. No, that's a lie. He appears, in, twice. He appears yeah. in one other scene later. But, like, Pete's yeah. like, I don't know, this family project seems, like, real easy, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and, uh, and then Chloe is like... Unless, you know, one of your parents abandoned you. Right. And then Lana's like, like, or you found out that you had a different biological father. And Clark's like, or if you're adopted. And Pete's kind of like, uh, well, uh. Yeah. And it was just like, actually, just like kind of a good. No, cute totally. Moment. Like, and like, also is a reason that probably people should not be assigned assignments like this in school where they have to share it with other people especially because that's kind of weird yeah i Um, don't think if i recall correctly i think we just like wrote our projects i can't remember if it was for like a social studies i think it was for an english class sure where we just like wrote a paper and then like turned it into the teacher Well, like also if it's like talk to one of your relatives and write a paper like right right yeah it was very much about like like like, family history it wasn't like and that's that can be applied in different ways right you could talk to your adoptive family or you know whoever right like the point was that you were supposed to talk to like older members of your family and get like oral history of your family and like write it down so that that is like something that you would have so i mean but But like that assignment is like actually has, like, a productive end, sort of, yeah. and is, is rather than you know, this. and is, like, adaptable. Like, right. Yeah. A weird... But, so, Lana is going to, like, use Chloe's computer to, like, download the form they're supposed to fill out, Yeah, I guess. I guess. But instead she goes snooping into, like, a folder. Well, so, first of all, I noticed that on Chloe's computer she has a folder called Blood... Uh, what is it? Blood work or something? Bl- yeah, yeah. Like, like uh, blood results or something yeah. like that. Which is just so, like, of course Chloe like, has yeah, an she has to have a whole folder fucking... of, like, the information that the people from the morgue or whatever presumably, like, right. illegally share with her. Right. Um, like, but I feel like, like we need we yes. need to talk about the email oh, that yeah. she goes to to download this thing. Oh my god. Which is an email... Well, Comma instant messenger. Well, that's no, that's a different thing though. That's with the Clark stuff. That's true. Well, but uh, but presumably no. that's the same system. Yeah, it's weird. Okay, but I want to finish up the yeah, Chloe yeah. thing before we get too like totally right distracted. Right. So Lana like snoops into one of Chloe's folders, which is labeled CK or Clark or something. It's um, CK. I yeah, think. and it's like those pictures that Chloe had of her and Clark at the. Dance. From like the beginning of this season, that were from right. the beginning or the end of last where that, season. There was this whole scene where she was going to delete them, but then did and not. She dramatically right. hovered over like delete yes. and then clicked and save. We get, we get another one of those later this episode, but yeah. yeah. So like Lana is like looking at those pictures, and then Chloe comes back and is mad at her for looking at those pictures, which is fair. That's, that's reasonably fair. Like, she literally let her use the computer because Lana was like, my hard drive keeps crashing and she just needed a computer to use. And, like, that's reasonably fair that, like, yes. you'd be pissed that somebody who you let borrow your computer for a school assignment started, like, snooping in your files. But then she's like, you cannot come in my office anymore. Yeah, which right. Which is a kind of extreme reaction, especially because Chloe is a snoop. Right. Um, right. And, and that is pointed out. Right. Like, Clark is literally, like, Chloe of all people. Right. Like... And then there's a scene, um, so, I don't know, Lana's upset. And then there's a scene I actually really liked as well, of Lana and Clark talking to each other. Yeah. Um. It was actually really nice. Where they both kind of are, like, just talking about, like, their family stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, Cl- and Clark 
uh, Quick is like, can I tell you a secret? And Lana's like, that would be new or something. Yeah, yeah. no, it was like, yeah. good. And and he's like, talking about how, which is his whole plotline, about how he's like, has a way, he's finding out stuff about like, his biological parents and it's freaking out Jonathan and Martha or whatever. Yeah. So he phrases it, which is like, technically accurate. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and uh, so, like, I don't know, like, there's this kind of nice moment where they're actually sort of just talking to each other as friends, which I yeah. feel like they basically never, like, right. do. Right, and it's like, it's, yeah, it's nice. But then, uh, th- it gets interrupted by main plot stuff. Right, yeah. um, which we'll cover in a minute. And then, uh, and then there's a scene where Clark tries to, like, intercede on Lana's behalf with Chloe, which is just, like, a stupid thing to do. Like, especially because, like, this whole situation is really exacerbated by Clark's entire deal. But also, like, in general, you shouldn't, like, apologize for yeah, other people. No. That's probably not yes. going to work. No. Um, but then there's the scene at the end where, like, Lana... Well, so, like, one thing Lana says in that conversation with Clark is, like, that now she feels like... I guess she Basically, she feels like Chloe... Like, Chloe's and her dad's acceptance of her is, like, conditional because right. they're not actually family. Right. Um, and so she's, there's a scene where she's packing up her stuff, and then Chloe uh, comes in and is sort of, they, like, reconcile, and Chloe shows her that she wrote her in as a sister on her family tree. <laughs> so many feelings, and um, this is, and then they were sitting on the bed and just yeah. looking at each other real cutely, and, and they were like, smiling, and I was like, Because my family kiss. is, like, made of the people who I'm always going to love or kiss. something, and it's, like, <gasps> so nice. It's really cute. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. So like, that's actually great. Okay, so that was that was like basically the only like side plot, like subplot this episode. Um, and then so the rest of this bat shittery. Right. So first of all, we start off with this thing where Clark is. We we get like aerial flying shots going into the cave, and then Clark is floating in front of the cave and then like that's that was a dream and he wakes up and he's lying in the middle of the road doing Jesus arms. Yeah, um, it's fucking we really should have started keeping track of how much fucking how many fucking Jesus like Jesus things. imagery. Yeah, that would have made sense. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's possibly too late to like backtrack all of that now. But like <sighs> yeah, well, uh, I mean probably that would actually just make me angry and depressed. So like let's not do that. I don't know that it's come up like super much before this. I mean, there was that thing where he was standing in front of the angel statue. Yes. Yeah. Um, it comes up twice in this episode, yes, at least. Definitely. Yeah, and then he, like, wakes up uh, because Lex is, I don't know, driving around in the middle of the night and, like, almost sure, runs as into Lex him. Does. But, but breaks in time. Uh, and then it's like, Lex comes out of his car and is like, what? Which yeah. is a fair question. Right, right. <laughs> But so then there's, like, okay, there's this whole conversation that Clark has with his parents about this. Um, and the dream... Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> and it's, it's just, oh. it's very, it's very, uncomfortably very sexual. sexual. Right. And really, like, really uncomfortably sexual. It started seeming sexual even before it, like, like, there was something about the way it was framed. Yeah. No, like, we like actually, we paused, weird. we paused, and Alex was like, why does this seem, like, so uncomfortably sexual? And then it just and then we got played again. more and more sexual. And then we were just like, ah, ah. Because, yeah. so, it's, first of all, he's like, I don't know, I'm dreaming about, like, like putting the key in the cave and then like a white light or something. Um 
And then, and then he was like, Lex found me, and Jonathan was like, Lex, and yeah. did this, like, thing. Oh. Um, and then, god, I don't know, like, he keeps talking, like, Jonathan's like, he's talking about the dreams getting more and more intense, and like, oh. the answer might be in the cave, like, oh. the, I need to go into the, I don't know, or like, it's- I, it's, I can't even remember the phrasing, but it's just like, they talk about it, like, for an extended period, and it just gets more and more, like, yeah. weird. And, yeah. like, talking about, like, inserting the key and stuff. Yeah. Um, so, like, that's all... Yeah, and Jonathan is, like, so disapproving and, like, sort of mad, which yeah. is, like, doesn't really make sense, because it's, like, I- Clark has no control over right? this! Right? So it's, like, this weird, like, thing where it's, like, sort of about him wanting to have sex, but also about, like, wet dreams. Oh, I guess. It's, it's so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's it's so, so fucking weird uncomfortable. metaphor. Oh. Right, and, like, I don't know, like, I don't it doesn't really line up with anything else in this episode. No, it's because oh. then it turns into this thing about him finding his heritage or whatever, which oh. is like, what? What is that? What no, is, but it's so so, so much clear of this episode this is scene. like it's just like all over the place. Yeah, and it it should definitely be noted that that for the rest of this, all of these scenes you should imagine as done in sort of the same exact tone. There's not really yeah. any like well, no, it's just rising action or falling action or resolution I mean, or like, any there's normal no... things. Because... It just kind of goes and then it's over. And I was confused and thought there was more show because it's weird because like the standard like yeah like usually these episodes like they're not like super well structured or anything, but they usually have a thing where they like establish the problem and then some stuff happens with the problem and then right. some aspect of the problem is resolved but like I'm not even sure what the problem is in this no, episode it's because this whole thing about unclear. having this whole thing about him having dreams like technically leads on to the next thing but the whole vibe of this whole dream thing is it's, just totally abandoned it's yikes. so it's like very weird no it's yikes it's the entire um, thing is just, what the hell oh i forgot to mention about chloe that like uh, she has two different outfits in this episode where she's wearing, like, a skirt over pants, which is such classic, yeah. like, early 2000s fashion. Excellent. Right. And I love it. Anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, in a later scene, too, like, he talks about how he's not having the dreams anymore. And he says to Jonathan, don't worry, I woke up in my own bed oh. this morning. <laughs> oh, God. I, oh. <laughs> I don't like it seems uh, so overt. It seems so intentional. Like it seems that like yeah, it seems like one of those times where they do the like Spider-Man style like superpowers as super obvious metaphor for puberty thing. Right. But then like the rest of it has like doesn't make any sense with that. Right. So like, it's weird. There's a scene where Lex is talking to Scientist Man, uh his name I've forgotten. Um Walton. Yes. Um and Walden seems so incompetent. Right, like, he's so, like, pushy with Lex and so unimpressive as a personality and so, like, just not doing science at all. Yeah, Um, right. (laughs) Yeah, it does seem like Lex... I'm not really clear why Lex is keeping him around. Right, or, like, letting him push him around so much, because, like, Lex is, like... It's weird. Yeah, it's really sort of out of character for Lex to be... totally. But so, like, there's this scene which doesn't end up particularly mattering at all uh, where that Lex is like, I heard a rumor that you were trying to remove the wall 
a wall of the cave and the state heard about it and they're mad. Why are you cutting me out of this process? They're going to try and take the, my custodianship away and Lionel will try and get it. Uh, so that's the first scene with him and that guy and then none of that has any relevance yeah, to no, the rest we of the plot. pretty much drop that. So, yep, that happened. Yep. Um, pretty much. But then, like, Clark... So Clark is, uh, like, hears a... The, the key is emitting a high-pitched noise that only he can hear. And he takes it... He, like, is getting the feeling from the dreams and stuff that the key, like, wants him to go and put it into the hole in the cave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> that happens. Which he then does. And then a beam of light, well, so, like, some lights spin around and stuff on the cave and whatever, and then, like, a beam of light kind of hits him in the chest and goes through him, and he is lifted up and, like, displays around a little bit. Real terrible. He glows with CGI, and it looks awful. Um, And then uh, Walden and Lex find him unconscious in the cave, and Walden is like, what the fuck is going on? And Lex is kind of like... Presumably, like, not questioning Clark about it because he doesn't want to involve Walden in questioning Clark about it. Right. Um, and is just, like, concerned about Clark's well-being. Um, oh. What? Oh, just this whole episode is just so, like, there's so, it's so, disjointed doesn't really feel like the right word. I mean, it is that. But, but yeah, it's like, yeah, but it's not so much more. Yeah. <laughs> Like, that, that that seems so inadequate. Right, right. It really is... Right, like, it's a series of... Because I'm just thinking just about, no, like, the progression like, of things. Pacing? No, there's, or... Or there's no, there's no, like, feeling that, like... like there's, there's no, like, beginning, middle, and right. end. Like, things lead to one another in the plot, technically. But there's right. no emotional or, like, anything or, through line no, that, like, think, leads you from one scene to the next. Yeah, I think part of the problem might be that, like, I mean, most exactly the same music is used pretty much totally yes. throughout. Yeah, they, like, so super, just, because Christopher Reeve is in this episode, well, they super abuse the Superman I mean, they actually this. don't use it a ton until the very end. Well, yeah, but then they yeah. abuse but the I hell out of it. But I also think maybe end. it's just not, like, they try to rewrite it in kind of, like, semi-minor keys. No. It doesn't sound good. No. Like, the music in this episode is, like, bad. Yeah. The music is bad, and it's just, it's very sort of the same. Right, the, t- the tonally, they're, like... There's some ve- there's some scenes that should be like super intense important scenes that have basically the same music as scenes that like are not really that it's important. important. Right. So, yeah, yeah. So it just ends up making the whole the thing... whole thing tonally is like a weird like beige. Nothing. Yeah. But yeah. So after he is the, the cave shot this thing into him and basically now he like can read this language. He can read Kryptonian. Right. And then like. He loses control and, like, ejaculates into the side of the barn a fire symbol. Yep. Which, like, yep. it's definitely not... That is, that is, like, literally what happens. Yes. It's it's definitely not clear at any point in this episode why that happens. Nope. Um, that is 100% Like, unexplained. the reason it happens is because then Chloe has to take a picture of it so she can publish that picture in the torch. Right. So that Virgil Swans can see it and contact Clark. Right. Uh, that but, is the progression <laughs> of things, but like... But like, why did the caves make him do that? Right. Like, literally no idea. Yeah. Nope. Um, nope. 
At some point in here, too, uh, Walden finds the key, which had, like, after this whole thing happened, gotten embedded in the wall of the cave, and he sticks it in the whole thing, and then... Well, proceeding to be the worst archaeologist well, ever. Well, right, because, like, he that thing is, like, embedded in the wall, at it and he, with like, just, like, hammer. grabs, like, a chisel and is, like, yeah. stabbing. So, yeah, he's not good at, like, anything. He is, like, hit by a beam of light, but, like, differently, and is knocked unconscious, and then, like is, like, blind and also catatonic, and there's this scene where the doctor oh is, like, God. his his prefrontal cortex was overloaded or something. Right. Um, I think that is actually what he said. And Lex is, like, so, was... like, information overload, and the doctor's, like, uh, yeah, sure. Which the is, like... <laughs> the doctor, I believe the doctor says, in layman's terms, yes. Which, right. But, like, the thing is, like, not even in... That those no. things are not remotely no. the same. No. Information overload no. is not a thing that can happen to your brain. No. Like, you no. know, like, neurological no. circuitry kind of no. way that doesn't mean anything. The, the, like, science and, like, medical stuff is, like, always bonkers on this show, but that was just, like, particularly egregious. Right. So, like, sure. That doesn't make sense. Sure. But, like, so he's out of whatever, and then Lex, I think, stands over his, like, catatonic body and is, like, something about, like, now you know secrets, but you can't tell me that right. or something. Right. Meanwhile, Chloe has received five million emails to her email address that she somehow knows are for Clark. <laughs> right. We don't know how. They don't no. say for right. Clark. Like, There's I, no I looked at way the address know. and the subject line and the content, and it doesn't say anything about Clark in any of them. Yep. Um, yep. But she opens one of them, and it's got one of the Kryptonian symbols, and then the word, like, hope appears one letter at a time. Yeah, which, like, what what the fuck? Did, which is did they not f- how emails did work. Did they no. send an embedded GIF or something? That like, would be very weird. Yeah. Especially in, like, 2002. Yeah. No yeah. kidding. But then, then even better, an instant message pops up, which is sort of apparently, like, through the email client. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's after Not really Clark clear. has gotten a laptop set up in the barn so Chloe can't look at it. And this right. is the other scene and Pete then, is in. Yeah, this is the other scene Pete is in. Uh, yeah, and they, like drag, like, a phone line out to his barn, and then there's, like, a dial-up, and I'm like, oh, the dial-up noise! But yeah, they open up this email client, and, like, Clark sends an email, and then immediately gets a thing that's like, this is an instant message, and the instant message is, like, some more Kryptonian letters and another, like, GIF letter thing, I think. It's it's weird. It's just weird and, like, not actually how email or I am works. understand... No. No. How the computer go. No. They sure do not. But then, like, Clark tells Chloe about that that this guy... Oh, so no, the the male thing is first. He's talking to Lex. They're in the hospital. In public space. Why why is Clark in the hospital again? Uh, reasons. I think maybe he's... Are they both there for Walden? I think they're both... Yeah, Yeah, okay. They're for Walden, presumably. Right, so Clark... A courier comes up to Clark yes. and is like, I have is- I I have been instructed to hand deliver this to you, and Clark signs for it. 
And then Lex says, aren't you going to open it? And Well, no, well, first of all, he's like, how did you find me here? And the guy is like, it's a small town. town. Which is like a little bit weird. I don't know if that's what couriers do, but sure. Like, just go to this town and ask around. Like, uh, okay. Right. Um, So yeah, so then... Then Lex. Lex says, aren't you going to open it? And Clark says, it's probably just junk mail. <laughs> Which is definitely how couriers work. This is, this that is, is my how favorite. I receive all of my junk you mail. You guys, this is my favorite lame Clark excuse to date. Because I just, like, the ludicrousness right. of... And then Clark just, Clark just says that and then and walks the, away. Yeah, and, and Lex, Lex is, is kind just of standing just like, there like... A fucking, this fucking guy. Yeah, like, like, come on. This kid. Like, what the hell? Like, okay. Um, yeah. And uh, just, like, same Lex. There's a scene earlier where, where, in the scene where Clark and Lana were talking, he, like, started doodling unconsciously, like, Kryptonian right. stuff on right. his, on his, uh, his family, genealogy. genealogy thing. Yeah, his family And tree. then he, like, got freaked out when he saw he was doing that crumpled up the paper and threw it at the wastebasket and missed. <laughs> and is- then, like, didn't go to retrieve it. Yeah. Just left it there. So, so Lex obviously- came in yeah. and, like, and, and, okay, so the, oh, so then there was this moment where Lex came in and, like, oh my God, Clark had just, like, bolted on Lana and Lex was, like, he just kind of bolted, huh? And, like, Lana's like, yep, looks like we're abandoned. And it's like, yes, because you have your relationship to Clark is Well, no, it's, 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 I think it's Lex says, or something, yeah. No, Lex says, know. looks like we're abandoned again. It's Lex who makes right. the comparison, and then Lana's just like, story of my life. It's and like they're just both like, just like, yes, we are in parallel. It like, is just, like, <laughs> so exactly the thing that we've been talking yeah. about for a few weeks now, about how, like... Lex and Lana, like, literally are just, like, they are directly comparing them here. Yeah, and right. it's just, like, it's it compares it to Clark. And, it's, um, yeah. and then Lex goes and, like, picks up the, the thing that Clark had obviously discarded right. and not yeah. tried to hide at And, all. oh, look, it's his thing yeah. with all this these symbols doodled all over it, which look like the symbols in the cave. Oh. Right. So that's Lex takes that to Walden, and then that's when Walden goes back to the cave and stuff. But right. whatever. That doesn't particularly lead anywhere either. But no. yeah. No. <laughs> um the the courier message is from Virgil Swan, who like Clark goes to Lana so she can explain who Virgil Swan is. And I actually got the idea like that she knows uh, all this isn't stuff. it Chloe? Chloe, yes. Yeah, sorry. not Lana. Chloe. Chloe. Um, I actually got the idea that, like, he's supposed to be, like, a very famous kind of well-known person right. that, like, she just knows all about and Clark has never heard of for some reason. Yeah. They do show him on the cover of right. Time, uh, right. so... Uh, a picture of, of, yeah. So this is, um, Christopher Reeve. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and they have, like, a young young picture of him on the cover of a right. Time magazine and stuff. Right. Well, so this is one thing that Meryl provided us information on because they say that he... He has two. He, he has, has a PhD in applied physics and mathematics, is what they which say. Which is a thing that you would never do. There is no reason to get both of those. That's pretty redundant. Yeah. Well, and also you said that like you, you don't, don't really get, get two PhDs. Yeah, period. you really don't. It's I don't. It is a thing now that bothers me in television yeah. because everyone has two, and I've literally well, never met anyone Rodney, Rodney with two. McKay, and he's got like what, like five? How many PhDs well, is Rodney or, McKay supposed Spencer to have? Reed on yeah. Criminal Minds yeah. also has like a and bunch. There's <laughs> absolutely no reason to have 
more than one that's like well, right, because, going like, if to you two want to colleges and stuff, getting two bachelor's degrees. You you just you just keep you would you just, just keep studying, studying stuff and yeah. publishing and being an academic, but you wouldn't be like getting another PhD. Yeah, right. You, and yeah. people do that all the time. Right, sure. People switch fields. My advisor's in a different field. You like it's very normal to start in one field and sort of end up in an adjacent field in a different department, but you, like, don't have to go back and re-get a new PhD. Yeah. Well, you did that once, and now you're done. And especially with two closely related especially, fields, like yeah. applied physics and mathematics. And, unless maybe he was, like, gonna become a sociologist or something totally different. Yeah. You would not really ever do that. Yeah. So uh, anyway, fun, fun facts on <laughs> further things that are unrealistic about this episode. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, and then he, like, formed this company, and now he owns a bunch of satellites and is, like, looking for aliens or whatever. Right. Um, so Clark, first of all, has this conversation with his parents where he's like, I want to go see this guy, and Jonathan's like, no, you can't, it's dangerous, which is, like, whatever. Um, right. Well, and then he's like, okay, we'll go with you, and Clark is like, no, I must go alone. Which is like, it yeah, you, uh, really just any for reasons. Because yeah. it's like, we're, it's a hero, hero's journey thing, so, right. like, yeah. we gotta, for reasons. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he goes and talks to him, and it's Christopher Reeve, and he has, like, he's encoded, like, or decoded some message, and he, well, he tells Clark all this stuff, but he also kind of, like, gives him this ultimatum where he's like, you have to, like, share with me that you are an alien, because I just right. need to know that. Right. Um, yeah, and you need to do it now. You can't, like, right. change your mind later. I don't know why he could change his mind later. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no. He specifically says, like, if you walk out the that door now, it will be closed to you forever. Yeah, which is like, like, okay, uh, why? Um, but He's sure. very much just like, dude, chill. But, yeah, so Clark does, like, trust him. So he, this is the first time that Clark, you know, has heard of Krypton and stuff. Uh, and that's yeah. the main thing is, like, but there's this message from his parents, which I don't remember all of, but it's, like, uh, basically, uh, we love you and we'll be with you uh, as part of it. But, like, also there's this thing of, like, take care of our son and and... They say Well, it, it's like like rule this planet with yeah. like No 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 that's later. Oh that's later. Specifically okay, right. say and deliver him from evil right, because from they are evil. apparently Christian and right. like the Lord's Prayer. Fucking, right, like that's I such a like this. obvious I hate it. and also in context totally nonsensical yeah. like yeah. Christianity thing. No, I fucking um, I hate all of this like bullshit. Superman is no. a Christian story. No, I, I just and can you allow me a moment to rant, please? <laughs> because, like, if y'all don't know, like, the history of, like, a lot of comics, including especially yeah. Superman and Captain America, is that they were basically idealized, like, power fantasies of um, Jewish right. men in, like, the... And it's, like... Uh, like, 30s no. and stuff. So, like, very specifically, there's a lot of, like... Historical context people about how have so mu have such a tendency to read Superman as a as a Christian story. Yeah, and, and it, it, it is not. It literally um, is not. It was created by Jewish guys. Yeah. So fuck you with all of your bullshit like Christian imagery you're piling onto this that yeah. like was never there in Superman to begin with. Yeah. So um yeah no it's bullshit. Um, but so yeah that's the message. It's there's nothing particularly. Uh, like, he finds out, like, what Krypton is called, and, and there's this kind of, like, 
vague, nice message from his parents or whatever. Then there's this thing where Virgil Swan is like, so I looked, I traced the the signal back to where Krypton should be, but oh, it's right. not there. And I was like, okay, but what about, like, the speed of light? Because... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. It would is... make sense if... Clark had traveled in his spaceship at slower than the speed of light and had just been in some kind of stasis for however many... A very long time. of years? A very I long time. I don't know what the scale really, yeah, of that should actually be. I don't remember be. that off the top of my head. But it was a very long time. But then there is stuff later where Clark's biological father visited Earth in the 50s. So, right. so that is fucked. Yep. And yep, that if, timeline if Krypton is just... actually exploded, like... Hundreds of years ago? Well, right. Well, but, like, what I'm saying is if Krypton exploded recently... Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Then the li- the light, it Krypton should still be visible yeah. from Earth. Because yep. that is how space works. And I feel like most people know that. Like, yeah, I that's feel a, like that's, that's the kind of space fact that like most people learn as children. Right. So Right. Well, this is just another example of how like the Smallville writers have failed like seventh grade science class. Yeah. Yeah. And like I don't know why like they have to I, I guess they have to explain that Krypton is gone, but I don't know why that couldn't be part of the message. Right. But it isn't. Like his parents are like, oh, we love you and We'll be with you always, and we're not going to explain why we sent you away from our planet. Yep. At all. Yep. We're gonna say we'll be with you always, but not actually tell you why we are not literally with you. Yeah. So, here's your your science fact yep. of the day. I have now just looked this up. The closest star to Earth is, is Alpha Centauri, and that is about four and a third light years away. So, if Clark were able to travel at the speed of light... It would be minimum five years of light travel. Of and that is only travel. That is only if he is traveling at the speed of light. Yes. Although I guess the Krypton be was quite close. Quite unlikely that he would be anywhere closer than fifteen light years. But that that's that is reasonable. That's actually true. Then, if if he's like fifteen light years away, then Krypton exploded fifteen years, years ago, ago, and it's been more than fifteen years. Years, yeah. So that if he, so that I guess that that's is actually like fair. plausible. Uh, I still feel like it would have made sense if they could have like kind of addressed like how far away it is a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But but whatever. Sure. Okay. Surprising, but. That's your surprising science fact yep. of the podcast. <laughs> not not totally incorrect, apparently. Yeah. But. Okay, so then Clark go- is like, I can translate. They had this thing, I guess, the whole time. I don't remember ever seeing this thing he puts in the ship at the end before. Oh, yeah. But there's this little card thing. Yeah. Um, And Clark is like, I know what this is. It's the heart of the ship, which is like. That doesn't really clear it up because that no, phrase what, doesn't what, mean anything. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, like is it is it is this ship like uh, like biomechanical? Like I, I assume it's that's a metaphor, but like it's super not at all clear. For what I yeah, um, no. But so he he and Jonathan are like down there, and it's like, well, we can do this together, and like he uses the key to open the ship, and then sticks this thing in it, and then there's. <laughs> 
I can't fucking deal with this. Um, There's a message in there which is about how, like, the people of Earth are weak and he's supposed to, like, conquer them. Oh my, I can't. can't. And in the space of five, like, you know, like, the last five minutes of this episode, we have this, we have, we have Clark, Jonathan being like, it doesn't matter what you were sent here to do, you... Like, I know you, you are my son. Yeah. I yeah. And then Clark being like, but what if that badness, like, what kind of planet am I from? What if that badness is a part of me? I, oh. I, what? I can't. Does every, I can't. It's Star Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> yep. Like, okay, to be fair, we've I've spent Alex the last been... month talking about nothing but Star Wars. <laughs> we just spent like five hours just sitting around talking about Star Wars. Yeah. But this is Star no, Wars. No, no. It really, like, in fairness, like, yes, Alex has been seeing Star Wars in, like, grilled cheese lately. <laughs> but also, she's not wrong. This is basically Star Wars. Like, like, they even have the, like, I am your father no, wait, line because in Jonathan there. Right. says, I am your father. He literally says like, it. Why? Why? No. This episode yeah. was just so much. It was so much. But it's like, okay, and this is the thing where it's like, this has never been a part of the story of Superman. This is, like, something that this show decided they had to add to Superman. And I don't really understand no. why. No. It's like, the only show that this story knows how to tell is, like, you have an evil dad, what if that means you're evil? <laughs> because that's Lex's entire story, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just very, it's such a weird Look, thing to add. It is. I have to say, like, can, can we please, like, move past the, like, I adore Star Wars, no, but also, like, like, I, I also, actually, like, Tumblr already figured this out, you guys. It's just a, what is it, the recessive whatever gene. Okay. I'm like, like, we've already cracked that. Can we move on from the evil fathers thing? Like, also, the thing is that Star Wars actually does this story better than all of these stupid oh, Star Wars imitations. 100%. Um, and, like, and, like, basically, like, this show has tried to cram the like entire emotional arc of like the end of of of, of empire oh, and all of jedi, jedi. Oh, yeah, right. into the last 5 minutes of an episode of television no you cannot and it's and like, it doesn't work no it you doesn't well, fucking do well that. importantly continuing to play the same music that has played through like transitional scenes in right. a high school hallway and this is also where we do like the superman theme like uh, they've attempted to kind of shift it into a minor key a right. little bit but Make it sounds it all very sinister weird. sounding but, but it's like, like no. also it's like why are you playing the Superman theme? This shit has nothing to do with no. Superman. Right? Like, um, this is not fucking super, but apparently they think it's their Superman. Right. Like, this is what we've, like, what, like, this is basically the, like, light version of what was this fuck did with, uh, uh, Superman, not Superman, um, with Man of Steel. Like, where it's, like, trying to make, like, Superman, like, darker and sinister, and it's, like, it's fucking Superman! I mean, it's not even, like, dark, exactly. No, I mean, it's it's not quite the same thing, but, like... The emotional journey of, like, what, like, I don't know. 
I don't know. It's just like, this is it. It's just fucking ridiculous. It's- no, and then Jonathan is like, like, you have the choice to be a force for good or a force for evil or whatever. And it's like, I mean, yeah. And then like, and this is so weird because it's like, uh, so first of all, they like, one thing about them doing this whole thing that is an, a whole arc in Star Wars so quickly is that they're like, they introduce the problem and then Jonathan immediately says the thing that is actually completely the solution <laughs> to that problem. Right. But Clark is just like, I don't know, I don't believe that, or whatever, is like doubtful about it. But it's just like, yeah, you, you've introduced a thing that is like a conflict and then immediately Jonathan's like, but who cares though? Which is like, correct. But then, like, <sighs> why introduce this, well, this whole took, idea? This took Luke, like, an entire movie right. to figure out. <laughs> right, and it's, like... Really what? a movie and a half, Yeah, kind of. yeah. Oh, and then they're, like, the, the whole thing is, like, that. the thing Jonathan says, which is, like, yeah, is, like, you have the choice, right? Right, right. But the thing is, like, the more this show goes on, and, like, this hasn't come up yet, but the more this show goes on, the more it's, like... Clark is prophesied to be good, and Lex is prophesied to be evil. And Lex and Clark are both, like, like if we're paralleling them in this way, right? Right. Where they both have evil dads or whatever. Right. They are both trying not to be evil. Right. And Lex fails because the narrative has to make him fail. No. And Clark succeeds without putting any particular effort in because the narrative is set up for him to do that. See, I was gonna say we've gone to, like, the terrible, like, prequels place, but, like, this it's isn't no, even, like, this is the, Anakin causes his own downfall. No, 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 no. He has agency. Star like, this Wars doesn't, even... doesn't do this. No! <laughs> this is no. absolutely just this, this show's is problem. Fucking, yeah. Oh, it's, it's worse. It's, it's, like, basically saying that, like, no matter what they do, neither of these characters actually have any agency. Right. Like, it is actually the opposite of the thing that Star Wars is, which is that you do have a choice. Right. And, like, you can fuck those choices up, but you do have a choice. Right. But, like, this is, like, no, I mean, we'll we'll play, pay lip service to choices, but basically you are predestined. Yeah. Uh, which is actually the problem with Harry Potter also. Actually, um, yeah, that's actually, yeah. A, that's actually a better comparison for this, because, like, yeah. Harry, Harry Potter, Potter is, is, like... Like, we will pay so much lip service to choices. And, like, you can definitely be a person who has a bad family and then is not bad, but that's just because you were always going to be that way. Right. Not because you made a choice, actually. Right. That is that is an entire other I mean, our, right. our, our Harry Potter thoughts are an entire other about Harry podcast. Potter for the next hour, but we already did that earlier today too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're we're like hitting the trifecta today: <laughs> comics, Star Wars, Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, I also just I really want to see like the storyboard was for this episode. <laughs> yeah, like the like what storyboard? Yeah, yeah. yeah just because <laughs> no, it's, it's like, a mess. Sort it's of like, even more than usual. It no, seems it is, like it's it is. it's really a mess, like tonally and like usually things are like it's somewhat easy to see in the show like what they were going for yes. and kind of how they fucked it up. But I really can't figure out in this one what the original thing they were trying to go for. No, well, and, like, okay, given that it's a serialized medium, like, and and that they are aping this specific Star Wars thing, I don't know why they couldn't have just, like, if they wanted a sense of cliffhangeriness, they could have had that message and then cut off 
without the, like, Jonathan softening it by being like, no, it's fine, and I love you, and it's fine. Right. Um, but they, they no. didn't. No. They understood <laughs> yeah. themselves there. So it doesn't even feel like, like, the last scene, which should be, like, so important, doesn't have a, like, impact. It doesn't leave you cliffhangery exactly. Like, we get the, like, the, the thing that Smallville has done does several times in the future as well, where we get, like, the hug and one person is like, I'm very happy, and the other person's like, secretly behind right. your back, I am sad. Right, yeah. Right. But it's pretty, like, low stakes feeling. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was literally to the point where we ended the episode, and I was like, wait, the episode yeah. is over? Meryl was literally like, she's like, wait, I thought that was just a commercial break. Like, I, I feel like they decided- completely like, expecting there to be more episode, because yeah. it just seemed so unresolved. I mean, but this whole thing about, like, revealing the name of Krypton, the message from his parents, having Christopher Reeve show up, is all feels, like, so big, right, when you think about it. Right. It's like, that should all be huge stuff for this show. Right. And they, like, crammed it all in. Well, right, and, like, they didn't, like, it didn't feel emotionally particularly big. No, it and didn't And I think they, they might have kind of decided, like, they can abandon the normal structure because it's, like, such a big episode, so, but they haven't replaced the normal structure with any other kind of structure. So they right. just ends up not... Yeah, it does seem like everyone involved just got, like, too excited about, like, we're gonna have Christopher Reeves here, and we're gonna right. do all this stuff, and then no one actually well, remembers like, that they had to, like, technically write an episode? I'm, I'm just thinking about this now, but, like, I, I'm so used to all of this being a part of Smallville, right? Sure. But if you were watching this for the first time, and it's like, they do this thing where they, they like, have the first scene with Christopher Reeve, and they've had Christopher Reeve, and they play the Superman theme for the first time, and they... Uh, have the message from his parents, and they say the name of Krypton. And that's all, like, standard Superman stuff. And in the last scene, they're like, but actually, they sent him to conquer and are evil. And it's like, why the fuck are you, like, they've they've tried to, like, flip it on the audience. I think maybe that's supposed to be, like, a big, like, it's supposed to, it doesn't feel like a revelation, but it is supposed to be a big, like, flipping turning point thing. But it's also, like, you kind of, like, pulled Christopher Reeve in for this episode where you kind of fuck over the Superman mythos. Which is like, jeez, what a fucking disservice. (laughs) Yeah, if you if you sort of had that mythos going and then you turned it on its head. But this whole They like introduced the mythos and then immediately are like, but also this thing. Yeah. And like this whole time at least I don't know, like, the caves feel vaguely ominous and a little creepy, and the ship feels vaguely ominous and a little creepy, so it doesn't seem tonally, you're, like, not not that surprised by it being creepy, because that's kind of the tone that's been going all along? Yeah, well, because the show is, is uncomfortable with Clark's otherness. Yeah. Um, for one Which, thing. And it's so prevalent in this yeah. episode. Right. Yeah, so it's... I don't know. Like, especially with all the, like, you know, wet dream metaphors right. and Which stuff. Which is, like, that sex stuff from earlier in the episode is, like, so weirdly jarring with, like, what this turns into. But, yeah. Like, but, like, yeah, it is, like, it's, like, his otherness has to be, like, his alienness has to be like a weird, uncomfortable, scary thing. Right. Um, yeah. And so then 
when we like do the big reveal that like ah, oh, it's kind of uncomfortable and scary. It doesn't right. like, really it kind of emotionally felt uncomfortable seem... and scary the entire time. Yeah, so it doesn't emotionally yeah. seem like a reversal at all. It just kind of <laughs> it's so it's so weird. This episode uh, is just like fucking weird. No, it really. I felt and maybe this is just because I was tired. But it really felt kind of like a dream to me. <laughs> well, where like kind of like somehow the emotion is all sort of the same, so it just carries no, through. Well, and, but like it I just never thinking, really felt like there were. I was thinking about peaks and valleys. It absolutely, just but also kinda I, like like bleh, that this, it was over. The opening scene of the dream, or the opening scene of the episode, is Clark's dream. And all of the lighting and, and and everything about the cinematography of that is exactly the same as, right. like, the later stuff that is not a no, dream. No, so it's so Which fucking, is, like, like really no, bad. that's not what you're supposed to do. Like, you Which, should like, be more clearly, like, filmically indicating that this is a dream yeah, that is different than reality. Yeah, there should be, yeah. like, a distinction. <laughs> but, yeah. like, yeah, so, I don't know. Honestly, this episode is a mess and i yes uh, it really doesn't work on like most levels <laughs> yeah, honestly yeah. Yeah. except for the chloe and lana plot yeah which was great right which was great and is like is so weird compared to the rest of the episode because that is like it just like the emotions are well done yeah. the like technicality of how it's plotted is well done everyone's sort of like, internal, it's well acted. It's yeah, it's like, well acted. Yeah. Everyone's internal motivations as characters make sense, right? And it's like, I mean, it's, I mean, it has nothing to do with anything. It's basically a soap opera plot. But I right. do care about these characters I know. now. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah, um, but like, yeah, the actual. I don't know. No one feels like they're just sort of being moved around because they like right. need to be in a certain spot for plot. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't know. This this episode. So it's very like, jarring when compared bonkers. to the rest of the episode. That is yeah. just completely totally. totally. It does seem like their storyboard was like Chloe and Lana's thing, and then there was just like a blank square, and they put like Christopher Reeves in it <laughs> and some exclamation points and a <laughs> yeah. smiley face, yeah. and right. then right. turned yeah. the cameras on. Oh boy, I don't even know. Okay, well, I think we've probably wrapped up like what we can actually coherently say about this. Yeah, even though like it is so much. Right. Yeah. Uh, wait, we have to do Let's Evil This Radio. Oh. And uh, deaths. There were no... No deaths. That guy's in a coma or whatever. Okay, but... so there was one put on an ambulance? No, he's gonna stick... He's he's his, he's gonna be here again. Okay, okay. Um, so actually, no deaths or anything. No, none of that stuff. Um, Lex evilness one or two? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, like... It's definitely at least one. No, yes. But, like, he... He... Stole that piece of paper that Clark threw onto Doesn't the floor. It's, it's it's it was Clark threw it out. It was garbage. It wasn't even in the trash can. Right, right, right. It was in plain sight. Like no, like I mean, honestly, like he he was like he indicated that he was suspicious of Clark, but like in with, a pretty upfront, like with, right with that guy, but also with Clark. 
in like a kind of upfront kind of way. Like no, I yeah, I, I want to like, say one. I want to say one. Yeah, I feel like tonally the episode wants you to feel like that beginning bit when he almost runs Clark over is the most sinister thing. Right, but like that sure isn't his fault. But it actually is like the least sinister yeah. thing that he does. I, yeah, well, it's 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 sinister. Like it's that foreshadowing sinisterness because we get like a really low angled shot, shot of him standing yeah. above Clark. But that's like it. No, he. There's like no time in this episode no, for Lex to no, be evil because like, we're so busy with this bonkers Clark thing. Right. But, yeah. But Lex is in the episode of No, totally. Bitch. He just doesn't like do stuff apart from be like I am definitely still interested in Clark but he doesn't seem to be like crossing any boundaries actually he's just like I mean like like the fact that he does not believe Clark's blatant lies is right I can't I can't dock him evilness points on that (laughs) no right like cause like cause like any reasonable person yeah yeah so yeah I don't know I think I have to go with one yeah they don't even really lean into it apart from in that opening scene, kinda. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so Lexi Mullis writing one. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us again, Meryl. And I will not be around for Rex, but I would recommend, uh, vacuuming your house. (laughs) Cause we did that earlier, and now our, the lovely living room in which we are recording is totally clean and vacuumed, and it feels great. So that's my recommendation. Vacuum your apartment. You will feel better. (laughs) Awesome. Great recommendations from Meryl. All right. Thanks so much to Meryl for joining us this week. Uh, So now, Rex. So yeah, so for this episode, we actually have, like, kind of another dual wreck. We're wrecking both a fic. And um, the pod fic of yeah. that fic. So, uh, yeah, so the fic is uh, Skin Deep by Ribkati. So, yeah, which is, uh, it's set, um, well, after Clark's just out of high school. Uh, it's but, set specifically the summer after Clark right. graduates from high school. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the, like, plot is partly predicated on, like, Clark being in conflict with the AI in the caves because it still wants him to like, take over the world. Right, right. So this one is, uh, so it's, it's gender swap of the, uh, woke up with boobs variety. Right. Uh, where the, the, the computer in the cave, like, gender swaps Clark in the middle of the night. Right. As, as punishment. As punishment, yeah. Taking over the world. Um, and it's about Clark then learning to deal with, like, both the, like, identity weirdness of, like, how do people explain in a small town a girl who looks kind of like Clark just randomly showing up and living with the Kents and Clark disappearing? And then also a bunch of the more, like... Uh, well, like, like, gender stuff. Right, right. Um, and, yeah, so I love gender swap fic. Like, most of the gender swap fic that I read is always a girl stuff, but I also... I love all flavors of gender swap, and yeah, and this fic is so. This is kind of like the one of the, one of my favorites across any fandom of the like woke up with boobs variety. Like yeah. I feel like no, and I think part of that is like it, it's it's so much like I mean, I mean there are various fandoms, but like 
it, it's one of those fandoms where you can kind of do that and it's not actually any weirder than anything that's happened on the show. Right, um, right. Um, SGA comes to right. mind. Like, there are other, the, the, other ones. SGA is the fandom other than, like, this fic where, like, I can definitely think of, like, a really good woke up with boobs gender swap fic yeah, that I've Yeah, I think that's, like, useful for that kind of thing. Yes, certainly. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know, it's... It, like, the thing is that it, it is and isn't about, like, that Clark is seen as a girl now. Right. Because, like, that's a part of it, but there's, like, a lot of the stuff that this fic is about is, like, complications that don't really have anything to do with that, like, directly. It's right. more the, like, well, like, I don't have a, you know, ID for this person that I have right. now. And, right, like, I have to figure out how I relate to just, like, people when I'm, like, kind of given, like, both the, like... In some ways, a chance to totally start over, and in other ways, like, he obviously doesn't really right. want to be doing that. Right. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It, it's just kind of like, it's kind of an interesting, I don't know, I feel like I, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess actually I'm not sure I've read a ton of fic that is like this, but... Um, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, again, the, the other fandom that comes to mind that did some, like, woke up with boob stuff that like, fic that, like, deals with, like, gender and stuff in the same way as SGA, and I can't really think of anything else. Well, no, and the thing is, like, in SGA, it would be whatever happens, you could tell everybody. Right. Whereas Clark is in a situation where he can't really tell anybody except right. Pete and his family, and Pete just starts reacting to him really weirdly because yeah. he has boobs now. Right. And, like, yeah. No, and it's it's... It's so interesting, and it's dealt with really, really well. And basically, like, his relationship with Lex is, Yeah, he like, starts, like, dating Lex as, like, this totally new person that Lex supposedly has never met. Right. And, th- and that's a really interesting kind of, like, approach to that. And then he, like, through, like, he... There's a really cool, like, sequence of him spending time with Lana and Chloe. Yes. Um, I love... <laughs> oh, God, I, I love that scene so much. Or whatever. Yeah. Sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't just, know. There's just, like, a know. lot of different stuff where it's, like... I, I do think, ultimately, kind of what it's about is, like, that, that this is not the way he would have wanted anything to happen, obviously, but, like, it kind of gives him an opportunity yeah. to relate to people, like, right. differently right. and, like, escape from bad patterns yeah. right in his relationships. Right, right. And it's just, yeah, it's really, really well done. Um, and then the podfic is done by Rena Jenkins, like, so many of my uh, favorite Smallville podfics. Uh, love you, Rena. And, um, and it's just, it's, she does such a good job of narrating, like, Clark's internal kind of, like, turmoil throughout this fic and, like, really making it, um, pop. And I, I especially love the way that she does the scenes with Lex. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, it's so, I don't know, she just does such a good job of, like, really conveying a lot of, like, emotions in the way that the the dialogue interplay happens there. Yeah, well, and those a lot of those conversations are like, this is it, I feel like it's fairly common in in stuff in fix with Lex where like the stuff that Lex is saying has obviously a lot of like extra dimensions <gasps> right, that like exactly. Clark as the narrator is not necessarily picking up on, but right. like, that you as the reader are. Yep, um, exactly. 
Yeah, so, and, and and I think that comes across really, really beautifully in her pod fic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so both of us highly rec uh, the fic yep. and pod fic. We recommend you check them, check them out. So, uh, I think that'll do it for mm-hmm. this week. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Tumblr at Talon Podcast. Let us know your thoughts, questions, comments, whatever. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Only 178 episodes to go.